What's up, hobby friends? Welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, we got a fun episode today. Uh, just got back from Adepticon. We were previously at Gamma, where we were in person. That was pretty fun. But, you know, the very next week was flying to Chicago, doing the convention thing. So we, we got a, we got some, some good stuff to talk about. A lot of things that we saw and did and, you know, all that. But, uh, but before we get to that, how's it going, Brett? I haven't seen you in like a few days. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing well over here. It's been a few days since I saw you. Uh, previously, we were hanging out for two weeks straight, and that was a mm-hmm. very good experience. We learned a lot about each other. Um, mm-hmm. and, and getting real for a minute, we, we, we actually got along very well as far as I noticed. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, we did. Like nothing weird happened, like no yelling and being like, I'm quitting the podcast, you know, none of that business. Um, not even close, it, not even not close even, no, not as even far close. as I noticed. Yeah. As far as I know. No, noticed. no, yeah, okay. no. And even, even my wife was just like, you know, you guys like abnormally get along. Huh. That's not normal you know that and i'm like is it not normal this feels normal apparently that's not normal i also met uh i also met editor matt for the first time uh during the time period when i was just living at casey's house for five days i met (laughs) editor matt and uh matt it was nice to meet you and he told me that casey actually gets along with everybody and that he's only seen him mad once. <laughs> okay, that's true. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I mean, as much of the story as I understand. There was there was a time when okay. when he and Casey were working together, and Casey was really mad at a coworker, and he was looking for for a a, a form to write up the coworker. He was really mad. He was, was like, I want, I want to write this person up because they're they're making me angry, and nobody makes Casey okay. angry, so he's just slamming drawers, <laughs> looking, looking for a stack of paper to just write a yellow slip for this this person, and uh, yeah, I don't ever want to see Casey like that, so I'm just gonna, just gonna walk on eggshells around you, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, walk on eggshells. No, that was once, like, man, that was a long time ago, like seven or eight years ago, even, and it was, I'm, I was like the supervisor, right? I'm the manager in this situation, and this, like, employee is being a complete jackass. Mm-hmm. Like, for no reason. And so I was just like, you know what? You can get get the hell out. Like, you can leave. And she didn't want to leave. Yeah. So then I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to write you up. That's fine. Yeah, and then he had and to then, find yes, the piece of paper to, find to, the to write her up. Yeah. <laughs> I could not find the paperwork. Because, um, uh, you know, it just, I don't know. It's a whole thing. It's stupid. But seven yes, years, seven years later, and you can see the rage start to boil up again. <laughs> But anyway, we, we like had a great yesterday. couple of weeks. We had a great couple of weeks and nobody what got uh, even close to their snapping point as far as I know. And um, yeah, so we went to two conventions. We hung out at Casey's house and we did some hobby and really just got inspired from like a whole bunch of different directions, met so many people and yeah. saw a lot of great like games and hobby products, which... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess this episode is going to be a grab bag of talking about uh, a lot of new stuff that inspired us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and before before we actually get to any of that stuff, um, I do want to say thank you to literally, I, I, don't, I lost count of how many people came up to both Brent and myself just to say hi, just to have a, a quick conversation. Um, more especially because Kobold Talk is like the best podcast ever, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> 
um no we were seriously like super flattered and that was awesome and i just and i really appreciate that so thank you guys that was really cool yeah that that, um, that was very yeah. cool uh people were coming up to to both of us and saying hi and it was awesome to meet folks but really what was especially gratifying is that yeah we got some people coming up saying we like goober town hobbies we like ebay miniature rescues but at least as many people came up and said we like paint bravely and of the people who said we like paint bravely more than half led with i love kobold talk (laughs) now we we took a big risk on kobold talk you know starting off Mm -hmm. season three year three episode 53 with just an episode that really focused right in on the mythical creatures of kobolds (laughs) and uh you know we we rolled the dice on that one and pretty hard yeah (laughs) based on the the mixed reviews in the comments we weren't real sure how it went but we got to see our listeners in person for the first time at Adepticon, which was awesome. (laughs) And we met people who, from our point of view, were strangers, but they actually kind of knew us fairly well. Right, yeah. We, we, We were meeting new people who started the conversation with, I love Cobalt Talk, and that means a lot to (laughs) us. (laughs) And um, that means a lot to us because when we do Cobalt Talk Episode 2 or when we do Knoll Mm -hmm. Talk or or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, we're going to spread some of that blame onto those listeners because they told us to do it. So They did. Yeah. And we appreciate that. We do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yes. So I just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. Um. Yeah, but uh, what what do we want to jump right into? Because there was a lot of stuff that we saw, like a lot. I I honestly don't even know where to start. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna start here. We start? Okay, I'm gonna start here. We, we, we so, can okay. just okay. let's move through it fast. Yeah, I played a yeah. game of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I did. You did, huh? I did, and I did not. When was this? See, I wasn't even there for that. You were asleep. You were asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was asleep. We had some late nights. We had some late mornings. Mm. Not so many early mornings. We slept Mm -hmm. through at least one important business meeting. uh, 100%, yes. As far as as I know. Um, No, we did. (laughs) We absolutely (laughs) did. (laughs) We were supposed to have a phone call with some kind of important people, and we were both still asleep. Win some, you lose some. But we had a lot of late night meetings was the the thing, Mm -hmm. was the excuse. Mm -hmm. Anyway, one of the one of the mornings when you were sleeping in a little bit, Casey, I got up bright mm-hmm. and early and I just wandered, you know, bright and early at the, the crack of 930, went downstairs, started wandering around. And I, I had like a little rule for myself this whole trip, just wander around and say yes to things. That was the rule. Yeah. Yeah. The ongoing, like, that's just why we're here. We're going to say yes to literally, like, the first day we got there, we even, like, we just went out to lunch with somebody, walked, like, two miles to go get five guys, because why not? (laughs) Anyways, yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, And uh, a nice man named Nate asked if I wanted to play Marvel Crisis Protocol, and... One, I mean, rules is rules, but also, yes, I did want to play Marvel Crisis Protocol because other yeah, people whose not? opinion I value have been told telling me to uh, to give it a try. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was fun. 
Played, played a little three-on-three. Three. I had a few characters that I vaguely recognized from some movies I've been forced to watch. And... <laughs> yeah, if you'll remember, Brent's not much of a, a superhero movie guy, so, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to get caught up every once in a while, but no, it was uh, the, the mechanics sure. of the game were fun. I enjoyed it. It's kind of cool. You You get charged up with your superhero powers when you get hit, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. can win by losing kind of thing. Ooh, I like that. That's a good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you take four damage, like, okay, you took four damage, and and you're getting closer to to fainting or whatever, but you got four of them power points now, and you can do your spidey webs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Well, that sounds fun. I, yeah, I didn't play that. So, thanks for the t- tutorial, Nate. Uh, I, you see, I sort of retained some of it. You can you can critique <laughs> my understanding, but. <laughs> it's, been, it's been like a week now and i still got some of it up here so now it's some a fun it, game yeah. the models look good and uh the paint jobs on those models were good too so all right that's something i learned nice. while you were sleeping you woke up that morning and did what um so that day i actually helped uh danny um make a video <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah i want to see that like i woke up and I, I just i was like all right well whatever like you know, Brent's doing whatever he's doing, so I went down, had some food, and then uh, I just kind of wandered for, like, five hours by myself. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what I did. Uh, but, yeah, like, I helped, I helped Danny make a video, uh, you know, met a lot of people, and then, that, and then I finally ended up running to you somewhere. And then, yeah, we were doing stuff, but, but basically that was, that was a weird day, yeah. Staying busy. Staying busy. Right. So if I remember correctly, you were remaking the video that Danny tried to make six months ago but lost the footage for? Yeah. So when we were in Florida at the uh, the Games Workshop big GT thing that they were doing, um, Danny wanted to make this video asking a bunch of tournament players how or like what their opinion was on uh, 3D printing. Um, crazy amounts of variety which is really cool and i'm not sure i don't think that video has gone up on his channel yet um should soon i would imagine but unless he unless he ruined it again <laughs> and he broke it <laughs> like he, he did something wrong last it's like he for, forgot to hit record on like the microphone or something i can't remember but it didn't turn out so yeah we did it again <laughs> this time so i'm hoping that it goes because uh, the interviews he got were pretty good there's a lot of like good good questions good answers like about 3d printing in general what you think about that in you know games workshop games um and kind of where that's gonna go so that was pretty cool nice nice yeah yeah also i apologize i'm a little bit sick right now it's not covid luckily but i am sick (laughs) it sucks so my voice is kind of like it's on the edge right now like i literally ran out of cough drops like 10 minutes ago i just i don't know how i did that just didn't have any more in the bag like the bag was magically just empty Um, i hate that so yeah 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 didn't have time to to run to the store or anything you know dude i avoided i avoided con crud i'm sorry you got ill but you got ill like from your family once you got back right yes exactly like not even from the two-week stint of being at like conventions in with thousands of people and shaking hands and you know hanging out right right um (laughs) yeah no like just normal 
sickness from like the daycare mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the worst of course kind of a situation yeah yeah so like everybody's been sick and like like i said it's not covid thankfully but right. you know it still sucks well there's been yeah there's been talk that definitely covid was there at adapticon so there was yeah yeah definitely which which is a bummer we were, um, we were kind of walking a middle path there it, we but... were you know we were wearing yeah. masks in public but you know then in the in the hotel rooms and stuff we were not wearing masks and then we were shaking people's hands and we were at restaurants and stuff so uh yeah. a little bit of a toss of the dice seems like we came out okay but not everyone did so true yeah um, they, they did have like sanitation stations everywhere that were filled you know you go some places they're just never filled up mm-hmm. like i swear i go to a store and it's like oh yeah we got all these uh you know stations everywhere it's no touch what none of them are filled up but but adepticon was good they had a lot so yeah you know it's pretty much just every time we pass one of those just grab some stuff and yeah so yeah. you know it was it was the most like people i had seen in my mouth most either. people i had seen in a long time but anyway mm-hmm. anyway we we got through it Two two yeah, conventions, yeah. five flights, six different airports, including two repeats and uh, or yep. plus two repeats, I should say. So, eight airport days. <laughs> and yeah, I was in like LAX, O'Hare, Dallas, Denver, and Reno. At five airports. Yeah, yeah. man, pretty pretty good collection man. there. Pretty good collection. Oh, and then Phoenix six. There you go. Did I say that? I didn't. I didn't say that. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. No Phoenix for me, but I had Portland, Maine, and Boston in there. So, you know, it all. And plus, <laughs> O'Hare is a very crowded airport, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that, that uh, not anything like what I remember in Home Alone, honestly. Not at all. Oh, is that where they're, you sure they weren't at Midway in Home Alone? Because the. Maybe. I know they yeah. went to the airport. They didn't say which one. Home that's Alone. That's what I was expecting going yeah. in, and it just was not that. <laughs> in Home Alone One, the family goes to the airport and leaves Kevin at home. In Home Alone Two, Kevin actually makes it to the airport. He just gets mm-hmm. on a different plane, and the family yeah, lives in, in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all takes place in Chicago. It's all uh, like in universe, you know, Chicago, Brad Pack stuff, whatever. It's a whole thing. Movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not what we're talking about, though. Not, no, not no, no, but, no. But you know, O'Hare. Yeah. Okay. O'Hare, the airport. All right. Let's let's bring it back hard. <laughs> let's bring it back hard. Uh, I'm going to talk about one of the people I got to meet at Adepticon. Yes. So, uh, Crocodile Games is a company that makes war gods of Egyptus and war gods of Olympus, and it's yes. it's like all metal minis sculpted mostly by one man, although he he contracts out a little bit. Very cool looking minis. Um, I think they're both rank and flank games. One of them's mm-hmm. more mythical creatures, and one of them's more uh, war gods of Olympus, like very much uh, kind of Greco-Roman gods and and demi god heroes and the the son of Zeus and all all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, your your Herculeans and Medusae mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and such minotaurs. And anyway, Crocodile Games was was one of the like booths, the stands that caught my attention there at, at Gen Con 2019. Out of out of hundreds of games in that vendor hall, it was one of like three purchases I made was from Crocodile Games. I got the crocodiles from Crocodile Games, and they've shown <laughs> up in a couple of my 
They've shown up in a couple of my pile of opportunity, pile of shame videos of like, yeah, check yeah. out these crocodiles <laughs> one of these days, like one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but luckily, uh, Crocodile Games was there at Adepticon. We got to hang out at the booth, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the, the 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 main guy, Chris Fitzpatrick, is the the person who's done most of the sculpting for those. And like I said, they so many of the sculpts are just eye catching. There's there's something fun and unique and and glorious about so many of these sculpts. And yeah. You know, my, very reminiscent of older, like familiar sculpts that you may have grown up with, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, metal minis, yeah, I mean, they chip easier. You're more likely to drop them. And when you drop them, more likely to chip your paint job. Like they more likely to snap off the, the big heavy tail of your crocodile, that kind of stuff. But there's a certain majesty to them, the, the old way of mm -hmm. doing things. So. I do enjoy a, a good pewter model, like I gotta say. I, I don't know. Like, there's a simplicity in the way that they're sculpted, right? Of, like, they're kind of bulky. Like, their forms are large. They're, they're like, that heroic scale most of the time so that they can physically sculpt those things. Um, and they're always, almost always just really fun to paint a pewter model. Yeah. Like, I, I always have a good time painting an old pewter model. Like, plastic can be super hit and miss for me. Sure. But pewter is always like, this is just a good time. I'm just having fun. Yeah. Sometimes they have like really nice ridges on there, like something. Oh boy. Have a good time is a colloquial catchphrase. Just always a good time. Always a good time. Yeah. Never not a good time. Okay. So where we're going with this is just good to see crocodile games you know it's it's, it's one of those yeah, yeah. one of those companies that's good to see there it was right next to arena rex which i've bought from before it has cool minis it was across the way from from free blades it was not too far away from creature caster like a lot of cool a lot of cool companies around there yeah. but anyway i got we we got to talking to the the owner chris <laughs> Fitz, fitzpatrick who uh fitz is is the nickname it's kind of written on the tab of some of the metal minis he sculpted. Yeah. But before he started Crocodile Games like 20 years ago, he worked at Games Workshop. And mm -hmm. it turns out that he is responsible for the sculpting of many models that uh, are famous and infamous. Yes. <laughs> so, so Casey, what, what might people have heard of? Uh, you may have heard of a little model called Marathi. Yeah, so the, yeah. I don't know if it was, was it the first metal Marathi, like it was, it was, yeah, the mid -90s. first metal Marathi, yeah. 1995 or six, I think. Cool. Um, yeah, Marathi, which I actually just bought on eBay with the newer one too. So I have this like nice, cool comparison. It's gonna be an awesome video, but, um, yeah, he, he sculpted that. He also sculpted some Dark Eldar. Yeah. Some of the original Dark Eldar. Right. Uh, the Dark Elf Corsairs from Fantasy, he did those, which are some of my favorite models from that that range. Uh, he also did something else, Brent. <laughs> so <laughs> so Dark Eldar was one of the things I started with. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, probably the first models I painted were a few of the plastics. And I'm not sure if Chris did those or not. But uh, pretty soon after, I did the Dark Eldar Witches, and those mm -hmm. were definitely some of his sculpts. So he did stuff from the Dark Eldar range from 40k and the Dark Elf range from Warhammer Fantasy. 
and mm-hmm. among those we, we we got to Preston and we were like oh so so did you do this one did you do this one he's like ah, no that was somebody else but oh i did this one oh did you do this one did you do this one and so yeah. we got into it <laughs> and then we got going down this path we we're like what about as drew bale vect now this yeah, i'm glad you could say that <laughs> I couldn't say it at the time. I was I was messing it up. I know. The, the key is to remember <laughs> that there's hilarious. an S before uh, the the other consonants in there. As, 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 as Drew Bale, yeah, as Drew Bale, yeah, that's such a good name. <laughs> so as Drew Bale Vect is the the main lord of Kamora, the the dark city of the dark Eldar, mm-hmm. and he he's he's like the head. The, the head archon, the, the archon of archons there in the dark city. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the model for him was very stupid. Uh, and, you know, Chris had a, gr- Chris knows, Chris knows. He had a grin on his face when he was ad- yeah, admitting yeah. culpability for this. <laughs> yeah, 100% yeah. knows what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> these are, these are some of the models that yeah, you may remember. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, it is, it's like a sail barge model. So there's the plastic Raider model, which is a hovercraft vehicle sort of thing, is is the Raider. And then there was an upgrade to the Raider called the Ravager, which had some metal bits glued on, like extra metal guns on the sides and some metal armor mm-hmm. plates. So it was a, a big plastic model on a flying stick because it's a hovercraft. So a tiny little plastic stick that makes it hover in the air, which is very breakable. And then you start oh, yeah. gluing metal bits on the uh, on the sides for the for the armor plates for the Ravager, and then there was an upgrade above that, which was as Drubiel Vex sail barge, which is then you just glue a whole lot more metal onto this thing and hope that plastic <laughs> stick doesn't break. <laughs> so so you like cut off some of the plastic <laughs> on the the Raider kit to glue the throne on. So he there's a big mm-hmm. metal throne. The as Drubiel Vect sits on his throne, he has a couple of uh, metal incubi that stand on either side on the runners of the Ravager. Yeah, which those look pretty cool. I like those. Those you can actually get those for like pretty inexpensive on on eBay. Those particular yeah, they're models. they're the incubi the that have so the cloaks. Yeah. And I, I didn't get a hundred percent confirmation that he did those. I need to need to double check to see if he uh, did that's those. That's a good point, actually. He said yeah. he did Drizar, which is like the named Incubi that has uh, that yeah. has the two big swords. That was mm-hmm. like the current model until last year, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty cool model, but that was in the era of um, he had a helmet gun. The Incubi are the ones that have helmet guns. That the helmet pistol, they have a splinter <laughs> pistol on their helmet. Which Got may have gotten it. written out of the rules for a little while, but the models definitely still had pistols on their helmets. <laughs> <laughs> what you see is what you get. It's just gun I got it like a two-handed power halberd, and the the rules say they have right. a pistol. Then, so cr- it's like, uh, where do you somebody put it? somebody <laughs> late at know. night started putting a <laughs> pistol off the helmet. Like, yeah. <laughs> that feels like a mistake. Where it's like, I have this sculpted green stuff. Oh, I I dropped it. Where did it go? Oh no! And it just literally lands perfectly on the dude's helmet. It's like you know what? I can do that. I can work with that. Yeah. Let's give it another <laughs> another half hour here. Keep sculpting this green stuff. Yeah, work yeah. it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're onto something here, buddy. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, onto something. All right. All right. So as I'm describing the complete Asdrubale Vect model, 
some of you it keen listeners complete, yeah. who who know a lot about the third edition Dark Eldar army be like, hey, he hasn't mentioned there's there's two models on this sail barge he hasn't mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the, the uh, <laughs> e- 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 extremely cringy, extremely poorly sculpted uh slave ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you can buy the the last price that I saw was sixty nine dollars on eBay. Of course it was. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. So it's. I mean, it's. it's uh, yeah. It's. It's two women in bikinis. I think with like mm-hmm. a slave collar on, like just sitting. At I, the I feet, think so. Yeah. Possibly. It's a very like Princess Leia. It is. Like, it is very. Like, it, I think that yeah. was the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, at least one of them definitely has that like sideways laying pose going on. Yeah. I mean, you calling it a barge, like it might as well be like Java's barge, right? Like that's kind of it, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got two. But but yeah, we we were talking to Chris and like we could see like the the sad smile <laughs> on his face. He's just he knew where the conversation was going, and just before we even got there, he's like, "Yeah, it's my fault. I know I did the infamous ones. Like it started out as a joke, but." They went with it, so that's that's the weird thing, the, the funny thing. So it's like he did it as a joke, and they're just like, "We love this Games Workshop approved." Yeah, yeah. So uh, same year, I think the the Juan Diaz Demon S came out. I'm pretty sure it's the same year. So it was a weird year for Warhammer. So, so that was a fun contact to make. Uh, Chris yeah. Fitzpatrick fits at at Crocodile Games. Uh, Twenty five years later, he's sculpting. Mm-hmm awesome metal models for a couple of these oh, games so he has good. going like the they're so his good. current sculpts are really good and he was kind of like laughing about the stuff he had done 25 years ago when he was at mm-hmm. games workshop and a lot of those models are just infamously bad and stupid um yeah but at yeah. the same time like in that era of games workshop the dark elves and the dark eldar were had a lot of the female models that that gw even mm-hmm. had like there was sisters of battle somewhere around that time metal demonettes maybe but mm-hmm. like lady of the lake or something from from bretonia maybe a, a sorceress yeah but the 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 ice queen like yeah. from something or other kislev i don't remember yeah. it's been a while I started with that edition, but but uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, we were Casey and I were talking like uh, someday we'll do eBay miniature rescues of some of the stuff that Fitz has done, and we'll call him up yeah. and we'll and we'll grill him. Yeah, what, what, what were you thinking? Like what? What were you yeah, thinking? Were you exactly. were you dating anybody at the time? <laughs> were you you know what was your sleep schedule like? Were you were you on a lot of menthol cough drops? Like what what was going through your well, head? Yeah, at, at least just just. Yeah from what what i know is he had just just moved to the uk from the united states he's he's from the us yeah and he moved to the uk to work at games workshop yeah so i mean who knows like the time change and the people change and the culture shock and like oh i don't know i don't know yeah and <laughs> this man has aged <laughs> well like him, like we we met him in person this man looks our age uh yeah, oh, doing yeah, the math sure. it's weird doing the math like he was sculpting for games workshop in like 94 or something but yeah, uh, no, yeah it was yeah. yeah it was like 95 to, to 2001 yeah 2001 he started crocodile games but like i mean i was 11 when third edition came out yeah 
Although I do like the idea of an 11-year-old just, just sculpting the witches, sculpting <laughs> the sculpting as Drubiel Vex. Drubiel, however you say it. Look at me, mommy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to put a pistol on his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell me what to do. Me like, you told me not to put a pistol on there. I'm putting a pistol on there anyway. It's a cool idea. And by the time they start casting it, there's going to be a pistol on the helmet. It, so look i'm i'm there for it i am i like it like definitely but me back in the day i, I would have been all about that in fact i tried to pick dark eldar as my army and i got shut down yeah you had to I be did. lame eldar L- lame I, no, hey man no i mean yeah. I've, I've grown to uh, appreciate that army very mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. okay it's what i started with i did like a lot of the models i mean i like the like darker cooler looking models like the reapers and stuff anyways which are basically just dark elder models anyways um but yeah it was, it was definitely a thing i couldn't play orcs i couldn't do dark elder but you know that was that was a long time ago nice i'm freed from those shackles so i can play whatever the hell i want now that's right you just get them on ebay yeah. when that's when the mood strikes that's right that's, that's right exactly and I did. Well, I didn't. I got one of his sculpts. I haven't actually done... I've, I've been meaning to get some of those Dark Eldar models. I want to, like, get a few of the ones that he did so that, you know, we can talk or whatever. Just get him to answer some questions. But it'll be a thing. It'll be fun. All right, Casey. But yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, that was that was fun. Crocodile Games. You'll be hearing more about that. Um, okay, but let's let's walk away from the Crocodile booth. Let's let's pick another booth or or event. What do you got, Casey? Another booth or event? Um, I don't know. Like, not too far away from that. Just a couple of booths up was Relic Blade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sean Sutter, Malev. Is, is, yes, exactly. Sean Sutter, amazing artist. Amazing man. Um, very cool looking game. I still haven't actually played it, but the models are sweet. They're also pewter. Um, kind of like smaller, but thicker. Like, I don't know. They just, good to paint kind of things like they work yeah um very cool stuff and uh, obviously malev being the the painter that he is yeah uh excellently painted models in their in their booth all of them yeah malev flo shinobi is a twitch streamer if you if you don't follow you should mm-hmm. look that up if you get a chance um yeah or or yeah. check out the instagram pages so malev does basically all the studio painting for the relic blade game and they look really good Mm -hmm. yeah they do they do um so we hung out there i feel like we kept ending back up at the relic blade like like constantly just like that was like this weird meeting point for a lot of people like like i i ended up running into like uh i think lila there Mm -hmm. and like eric at one point uh all these other just like random youtube people that we know it's just like Oh, just wandering by. They're they're just standing at rel- the Relic Blade booth. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> I don't know. They had chairs there. It was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we got a we, we we directed a few people there that that needed to be aware of the glory that is Relic Blade. I think so. I think so. Uh, on a yeah. previous episode, I mentioned that this is a rule book that I've actually read. Right. I feel like that's an important distinction. Yeah. Just, just for if, this game in particular. If we're just listing off names of like random games, and then we saw this game, then we saw this game. This is this is the game where right. Sean Sutter, one man, did 
all of the sculpting for all the models in the line, did all of the art in the rule books, mm-hmm. did all of the art on the on the cards for the, the unit abilities and the upgrade mm-hmm. cards and stuff. And when he sells a rule book, he does a doodle in the front cover. That's true. And so he drew Yeah. Did you you took a picture of that, right? I got Long I got mind. footage. I, I, I got yeah, I got I got did. film of of oh, Sean. Good. Okay making a, a doodle for you in the inside cover when you bought the rule nice. book yeah. i'm gonna need that eventually <laughs> i'll get that over <laughs> someday you, yeah. yeah anyways yeah yeah he he drew this like nasty pig character who was the <laughs> he, he said it was the person who painted all those terrible models <laughs> that i'm now rescuing <laughs> like I mean, I don't, I don't see them like that, but that is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was holding like a can of like a Krylon or something, a spray paint, just like going for it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's coating them. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just thick. Nah, these, I mean, these small games are cool because you know you get to actually meet the creators of the games and stuff. But that, I mean, that was. Relic Blade's crazy because it's Sean who does all the sculpting, rule writing, mm-hmm. illustrations in the rule book, and like personally signs each rule book, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, and then Malev is his uh, not not his full partner, but he's his, Malev helps he's out. A, he's and, a champion. He's his champion. Mm-hmm. Malev's the champion. champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all about that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Who paints those sweet metal minis and makes them look good. good. Yeah, it, I mean, honestly, seeing them, it's like I, I just want to sit down and paint them because I just want to paint a sweet looking model like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's go to a bigger game. You want to talk about conquest? Yeah, let's talk about conquest. The last argument of kings, which is the dumbest name for a game, by the way. I think it's the worst. The conquest is cool, conquest. But yeah, but you gotta add something to, to it. Add the rest, like conquest. The last argument of like C T L. I mean, okay. I mean, just conquest. You, you're not gonna get good search results, so you have to add something to the word conquest I mean, I get to get yeah. to get search results. And surprisingly, you know, typing it all out, you actually do get the search results you're going for if oh, you're you looking for it on Google or if you're looking for it on eBay these days. Yeah. That's true. That is true. I mean, that they I'll give them that. Like for for search en- engine purposes, like yes, you have to differentiate because you're using a very generic googleable word. Conquest. You know. Oh. Conquest. Like uh in fact, if you search conquest in eBay, you pretty much just get risk for days. Like risk. I don't know why. Um, Makes sense. Is it like global conquest or something as they say yeah, that all the time? I don't know. Probably something weird like that but you know that's what it is so you have to have something else and they, they tried to shorten it i feel like they didn't did they do like first blood or something or first something else i think that's just the their, first argument of case yeah, first blood is their like shorter <laughs> rule set is their like right. intro rule set so you don't have to read a big okay. rule book yeah even though like i feel okay first yeah, blood we'll isn't the rules I mean, first stuff, blood but... you're also gonna get a lot but maybe conquest first blood that might be enough words together that yeah Google might be able to figure that out. I mean, maybe like you get Rocky stuff in there. Not Rocky, but like uh Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
that's that's exact same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm thinking all whole slide there. Um, yeah. So I mean, I get it. Conquest is cool. Anyway, uh, the mo- conquest. Yeah, we, we, we get to that. Conquest is a <laughs> uh, rank and flank war game. So squares and rectangles of minis going at each other. Uh, the way they do mm-hmm. it is it's circular bases that go inside circulate circular cutouts movement and trays. like rectangle movement trays, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which I appreciate from a from an aesthetic standpoint of like you can still have a cool looking model right. and they've made room for it to be cool right and here is a movement tray for you to still do this game but have a cool looking model so right. definitely appreciate that yeah yeah it's a it seems like a pretty good system the movement trays so it's a first off it's it's mostly polystyrene although some of the characters are in resin so it is yeah the mostly, higher end singular characters yeah. are resin yeah. yeah so it's it's mostly you know the same plastic as games workshop and the warlord games and weird and you know all those it's polystyrene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not coming on a spruce but the scale of the minis is bigger they're like what, 38, 38 millimeter 38 38 mil yeah yeah so they're just taller than than ordinary war game miniatures they have a little bit more detail on them and i like the scale they they look good yeah i like i like the idea of it um because you're even though you're looking for like a large scale war game it's not it like the model count doesn't seem quite as high as others right so you're kind of replacing that with the size of model and they're not too big that they look weird yeah because um, like there are plenty of of models in that size in like Games Workshop or something, you know they're they're usually like the medium units that are a little taller, um, but it's an entire table of that and it's pretty pretty good and like right. it's, they're very paintable because of it. Right. And so once Casey and I got back, we were we've both been trying to buy some <laughs> of these. So of we're kind of talking yeah. about like the the bugs that bit us while we were out looking for inspiration and i, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. conquest kind of bit us so we did play one demo game yes. while we were there i was the dwarves you were the nords yeah uh yeah we actually ended up playing a full game not just the demo the demo he's like oh you know we usually do like a couple of rounds or whatever so you get the idea and then it's over yeah. we played it till the end yeah i just wanted to say that because i won and i needed you to know that that's true. That was it. That was, that was the only reason for that. Yeah. No, you did win. You did win. I I, mm-hmm. I remember that part. But I had a couple mm-hmm. of good Not turns sure. in there. Yeah. yeah. A couple. So yeah. the um yeah it's a it's a rank and flank of rectangles moving at each other. And before we played the game, Casey and I were talking. And we're like this this could be really boring because because depending on how those games are set up, you just you move yeah. straight at each other, and then you roll dice, and then it's just number crunching. But it was the, the the big complaint of Age of Sigmar in the beginning was, well, we move, we meet in the middle, and then we roll dice. Mm-hmm. And that was the game for a while until, you know, they started really fleshing stuff out, obviously. Um, and and even in looking at some stuff later on, um, just doing my own research about the game, there's a lot more that adds to it. So even with us playing on a blank table, no terrain, yep. pushing essentially models into the middle... There was still enough about what was going on in the game that actually didn't make that suck. Right. 
So, which is surprising. Right. So part of it was models were dying fast enough and like rectangles were leaving the game fast enough that uh, it was very easy for uh, the flanking maneuvers, like one rectangle in like the center of the board would just get wiped out. So then Casey could move, you know, another unit forward and flank one of my remaining units like very easily, very <laughs> naturally. And that happened several times where a unit got wiped out and which exposed the flank of another unit. And so, um, yeah. And, and so, you know, very rock, paper, scissors in that respect, like, oh no, this one's gone. I'm, I'm vulnerable now. Um, but there was also a pretty cool mechanic that during each round of the game, the, the activations, it's like alternating activations for units. So mm -hmm. one of my units attacks, one of Casey's units attacks, back and forth, back and forth. But the way that's ordered, it's not like we're picking, we're not exactly picking which unit is attacking. At the start of each game round, we are ordering a stack of cards for our units. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, maybe maybe a little bit like x-wing you're trying to like guess what your opponent's going to do beforehand and like right, order your, your order, turns and stuff yeah order your turn that way yeah um and so in, in some ways it's like okay i'm pretty sure casey is going to wipe out this unit this turn if i want it to do anything before it dies i should probably put that unit at the top of my stack yeah. so that i activate that one first now if casey wins initiative and does wipe out that unit then that's <laughs> that's no good but yeah um yeah but yeah so there's there's an uh an element of a game of of trying to decide which order to activate your things to try to uh outsmart casey so that so that your uh your dwarves could attack before his nords and casey said he ultimately won the game but there was a really cool turn where you know, we, several of our units were in combat and because I stacked my deck, right, my units attacked before Casey's units attacked. And so, uh, that was a really good turn for me of me like wiping out some of his units before he could attack, or at least some of his, uh, models before they could attack. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, he had a, uh, a giant Nord troll that just kind of hit people with a tree. And so. It did. It did. Yeah, he he did good. a good job picking that army. That was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good good job on that side of the table. Yeah, <laughs> I was probably set up to uh, to win. <laughs> but anyway, it's a uh, the the prices on that game. It was looking forty three dollars for twelve mm -hmm. models, which is not which is which is getting expensive. Mm -hmm. The models are bigger than they are. than a lot of other war games. Yeah. Um, so if, if we're ignoring the scale, like that's still cheaper than a lot of games workshop models, but it's like mm -hmm. starting to, to creep into that territory. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. fairly comparable. The, the funny thing is if, if this game, um, I, I suppose the thing we're not mentioning is that this game actually did get picked up for distribution by Asmodee. Mm. Um, and that was announced when we were at the convention the week before. Uh, I think we actually mentioned we that mentioned too. that yeah um but that's that's relevant because while this game is gaining popularity, the fact that they're now gonna be in distribution in a very large chain means that the popularity should actually rise a little bit faster, yeah, 
And as long as I can keep up with demand, which I'm assuming there will be because it's pretty good, um, the costs of things should technically go down. We'll see if that's truly the case. Um, But I would think... We'll um, see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, It it depends. I'm hoping that they kind of keep the prices where they are for a while. Now, I mean, for Mm -hmm. all of this, when we're talking about and we saw this game that was cool and this game that was cool and this game that was cool, I mean, for any of these games, there's there's like a critical mass of player base that you need for any of these games to actually, you know, kind of take off and gain popularity and be successful. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, so many of these smaller games are just like maybe you get a small local gaming group going here and there or realistically, it's just, you know individual people across the world buying models to paint them for a hypothetical game that they'll never play, which I, I understand and respect, but, um, conquest is interesting. Like I, I would actually bet money on this gaining enough popularity that you could actually find players for it. And, and that there would actually Mm be game groups at, at game clubs and at game stores that are, you know, actually active and setting up events yeah. and yeah well i know that currently at my local game castle mm-hmm. um where the conquest people actually came and did some demos and, and talked to people after gamma um there is at least somewhat of a community because we have a, a there's a conquest night every week so i mean i i keep seeing it right I keep, it keeps popping up so i feel like it's getting there I mean, hopefully it'll continue to get there yeah it'd be nice it would be so today actually the they have a really active discord and an online presence the the conquest mm-hmm. folks do and so today they had i don't know how often they did it but today on the discord they announced that they were having a, a happy hour just an hour of yeah. like a big google chat hangout or something and i think there were like 50 people on the call and i was just watching on twitch i you know they they saw my comment and said, oh, hey, hey, Goobertown. But um, nice, yeah. But they they were just having a call with the community and like some of the game designers were on the call. Several of the game designers were on the call and just random members of the community were like, hey, when is there going to be a big model from this faction? Or, hey, are we ever going to see this model come in plastic instead of resin? And the game designers were actually answering those questions. Like, nice. Um, like, you know, we didn't plan on there being a big model in this faction, but we know there's a lot of people that want it. So we're, we're, we're going through all these ideas. And when we get the right one, well, we, we you know, there, there may be a big model for that faction. And so Very nice, yeah. it was just really cool to see, you know, uh, it's interesting. I, I would call it a medium sized game in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems to be gaining popularity It you know, it's the fact that it is in polystyrene and has multiple factions in polystyrene makes it kind of a medium sized mm-hmm. game, uh, definitely bigger than, than yeah. Relic Blade and, and Crocodile games, but smaller than Games right. Workshop. But, um, mm-hmm. but it was cool that, yeah, the, the game designers were just fielding questions from the audience and like, not just uh word salad that of not giving any information, like, Oh, that's an interesting idea. We'll have more information for the you, you know, more information on that soon. Like, In so oh, you yeah. think that'd be cool, don't you? 
hmm no, they, were, they were like uh, right talking about their thought process and and what might actually be coming down to the pipeline um but that's pretty cool but yeah i mean you know you know the uh pr events from big video game companies or or you know warhammer the question and answer period is just useless because they have already told you whatever they're going to tell you at the event and the question <laughs> yeah. and answer period is just like vamping until the time runs out and you can send everybody right. home right right just, yeah it's like, <laughs> yeah. a good point um not in this case though obviously that's which is really right. cool to see um and it, it, i don't know it's it's nice that like if if you were to get into this game right now, you know, it's it's like it's a different kind of opportunity to like grow with a game and to to potentially have your voice actually heard, you know, into making it the kind of game that you want it to be. Like you as a player, or even us as players, you know, we both bought the starter like a couple of days ago on eBay. You know? Yeah, we uh... on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think their two player starter cut is like $160 or something like that for two mm-hmm. pretty big armies, you know, uh, and a rule book yeah. or something. Um, and we found eBay deals for, might've been the older version of the box or something, but we, we got it for like a hundred each ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like some, some store that has this stock, you know, that's been sitting for a while. Um, because actually, the funny thing is, I I actually brought this up to uh, one of the employees. Is that like I really I've seen like stuff about this game. I've liked what I've seen, but the box, all the boxes are highly confusing. Like they don't make any sense. Like you have no idea what's in them. You don't know what you're supposed to buy, where you're supposed to go next. Um. And I thought it was pretty cool that he was like, "Oh yes, no, we we have we acknowledge this problem, and we're literally redoing all of our boxes currently." And I've seen the newer boxes, and it makes a whole lot more sense. Like you can actually see what's in the box, um, and I think that's that's pretty cool. Like again, you know that this company listening to feedback. Not that I was the only person saying that, but that some of my concerns about it were already being addressed because other people had mentioned it, and they were doing something about it. Uh, is honestly just fascinating so what i mean is that that there's a unique point right now where we can kind of get behind this game as a community and actually see it grow i mean if it's fun then it's probably going to grow and people are going to want to get behind it Uh, and i think both brett and i from the one demo game that we played are kind of like yes this is something worthwhile uh we picked up their sprues they showed us their sprues they just had them out of the box they're pretty nice. Yeah. Like they're a hundred percent comparable to Games Workshop Spruce. The the quality in the sculpts. Um obviously the plastic is the actual same material. Um, uh, but the the sprues are like packed, nice and neat as well. So you're getting a lot in one sprue. Um and they make nice models. Yeah. So yeah. How the cats, Brent? Uh, man, Snuffles just woke up or something. Snuffles was pretty activated <laughs> there. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, we we each have some some conquest on order, and so we're gonna see how that goes. Now, uh, I need to confess to making another purchase on eBay recently. Um, Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if you'll respect me for this or not, 
but um, <laughs> it depends. Go on. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Uh, so the Age of Sigmar starter set from from last summer, Dominion, was their Dominion. was their two hundred dollar starter set that had a bunch of the cruel boys in there, had a bunch of the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the the new Sigmarites in there, and. Um, yeah, it was a two hundred dollar box, but the price on that has been dropping and dropping and dropping, and like it's still not sold yeah. out. Like the they uh, made so many boxes of this game. <laughs> kind of the 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 forty k version of this was the Indomitus box that had yeah you got your Necrons and your Space Marines and two hundred bucks, and uh, it sold out in a lot of places quite quickly. That Indomitus did. Um, they said it did, yeah. I can and then, of course, it's been lurking around right in various now. game stores and yeah. stuff. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but but not selling for like way below two hundred dollars. No, don't no, think. no. There, no. Indominus is definitely holding its value because right. they limited its its run. Um, Dominion, on the other hand, because it was launching a new edition and it was the not limited version, um, they put a lot behind that. They printed millions of those boxes there are so many dominion boxes out there and uh, i am going to include a piece of footage that i took at adepticana <laughs> of brent standing next to um i don't know a couple three or four hundred boxes of uh dominion yeah. right it had maybe more yeah than they that, had, but they had pallets. Like pallets there were like three pallets yeah um so Anyway, yeah. uh, on eBay, I, I caught one going for $103 instead of 200 so I picked it up. <laughs> and not that I need any, any more bucks. of any of those models, but I I had to be part of history. I had to get the box for $103, the, the fear of missing yeah. out on that sweet, sweet deal. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a decent so deal good. at 200 if you like any of the things in that box, but at a, yeah. at $103, like you got a, a true warrior will jump on deals like that. So, a true warrior. Yeah. I love I love that that usage. Um yeah, even at $200, I felt pretty good about the box. Sure, um sure. It, I it's still valued much higher than $200. Like yeah. just the Stormcast half alone is 250 or it was like a month ago. Sure. Um just that. So, you know, you you put in the cruel boys and what those go for individually for the same units is about the same. So like a $200 box for 500 bucks if you were to buy it in, individually. And now for $100 for a $500 value, like, you do not buy Games Workshop models for that cheap. Right. You just don't. So, so yes, I commend your purchase, good sir. You are a warrior. <laughs> now, now, here's the thing, Casey. Uh, we, we talked about this, but I'm, I'm curious. I want to know if it's going to go even lower than $103. Like... Yeah, if yeah. it goes to like eighty bucks or something, I'm gonna buy another one. I, I'm gonna do it. If like it, it. <laughs> if it legitimately, if if Dominion, I'm gonna say it here, if Dominion goes below ninety dollars a box, yeah, I'm gonna buy several. That's a yeah. That's a straight up Rudy Alpha investment right there. That's at, at that point, like that's putting your kids through college. Dominion will yeah. be worth five hundred dollars in ten years. Yeah, no, that's that's like, a college investment fund. Yeah, that's for real. Yeah, if you real. need me to, I got, I got two to, kids, yeah. people. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you need me to talk your wife into letting you do this uh, as a sound investment, uh, <laughs> I need, uh, <laughs> I need a thousand boxes. I'll make a please. PowerPoint presentation and we'll uh, <laughs> yes. we'll get to work. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Uh, I like it. I like this. This sounds like a really solid investment. Yeah. I like this a lot. Um, 
I'm definitely going to sit on those boxes for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll see That's how wise. that goes. That's, well, well, I mean, there's yeah. um, there's so many like classic starting boxes, like the the start of edition boxes for either the fantasy game or 40k, where it's yeah, yeah. The, as soon as it goes out of production, everybody's like, "Oh man, I should have bought the Battle for Skull Pass or or Assault on Black Reach." Yeah. Or, Imagine you know, if you still had those boxes right you, now. I even mean, Battle those are for Craig, five hundred dollar yeah. boxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So in theory, maybe Indominus will be the same, or, or uh, Dominion will be the same. But yeah, it's really hard to say. It's, right? it's, it's so it hard to say. Uh, but I think it's I think it's worth putting a couple of boxes in your in your safety deposit box and and letting that appreciate. <laughs> like I'll throw it in my attic. I think that'll be good enough. <laughs> that um, seems fine. That but, seems fine. But yeah, so Just so Adepticon, Adepticon. In my attic. <laughs> <laughs> Forget those when I move. Like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love the idea of yeah somebody's sudden windfall of moving into the, yeah, moving into the old yeah. Casey residence in in 2050, uh-huh. and not realizing that they have thirty thousand dollars worth of, <laughs> uh, of Indominus and Dominion in the attic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh. But yeah, so so at Adepticon, there's these different tiers of badges and if you get the very important gamer badge you get you basically pay for a a bag of swag basically yeah you, you pay yeah, you extra get, on you your get badge. A bag and some some stuff in it yeah mm-hmm. and it looks like a pretty big sized haul so i think there were like a it couple of different tiers of badges that came with stuff and one of them they gave you like a like a gym bag full of who knows what Plus, they just hand you a Dominion box. There was like a God tier starter box, and there was there was a third one. Um, but yeah, it really made us wonder how how too many of these did they print if they're just kind of sloughing them off on everybody of this uh, badge tier at Adepticon. Right, right. And uh, there were like we said, pallets pallets worth that were gone yeah, by the end. Yeah. Um. They they had to have given a lot away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's interesting to see because in some ways that's a good marketing technique, but on the other hand, does that just cheapen your products? Like, um, so like so like God tier. God tier is is a game that came out a couple of years ago and it came out like right at the start of the pandemic and never really yeah, took yeah. off. Um, that, that definitely got like yeah. pandemic. COVID snubbed, you know, nobody could play it. Our friend uh, Ali McAllister painted them all and made them look awesome, but in general, they haven't gotten a ton of attention, but right. But at Adepticon, they were just handing these things out all over the place, and oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then so, by, like, the fourth <laughs> day of the convention, they had extra swag bags, and so somebody did, was just yeah. clearing out the storage room. And was just giving people hanging out at the bar uh god tier mm-hmm. sets. And yeah, literally, like we're we're sitting near the bar with a bunch of people. Um uh some people are playing uh, Stargrave on this like coffee table. It's pretty great actually, it's fascinating. Um beer cans and popsicle sticks is terrain, it was awesome. But um 
we were shooting some video. Dude comes by and is just like, we're getting rid of these. Like, do you just want these? And of course, we're like, yes, of course we do. Because yeah. uh, we didn't we didn't pay for that. <laughs> so, yeah, dude comes around, like, gives us all these, these extra. They're like the lower tier swag bag thing. But it was a bag. It had the God tier stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all looking through it going, oh, this is cool. We can't fit this in our bag on the way home. So we're, like, pulling models out of boxes and stuff and just tossing them. Um, but yeah, Brent pulls his God tier out. He sets it down and then him and I are filming some stuff that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Some, some fanny pack action uh-huh. and some asshole comes by and steals Brent's fucking God tier. So uh, just flat out swipes it and takes off. So, so I, I'm like, okay, there's it. no way I can fit this God tier box in my bag, but I'm going to take some pictures of it with my camera and then I'm just going to throw away the packaging and I could put them, I could just you know, throw the models in with my socks in the bottom of my suitcase, no problem. And, yeah. uh, man, turn my back and and this God tier that I'd been freely given just a few moments earlier, this this box yeah, of God tier had a, had a big red demon guy in it, had a bunch of red crossbowmen in it, and, uh, man, mm-hmm. turn my back mm-hmm. and somebody steals it. I'm like, hey, right? if somebody's going to steal something from me, I'm glad it's... Uh, a stupid freebie. I wasn't sure if I wanted that. I was, <laughs> I was given a few minutes acquired. before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not sure what to do with. But, but, you, but Casey you was know, like, hey, that, hey that, that guy just stole your thing. Did that guy just steal your thing? And like, did did they? Oh, well, I don't know. I but, think it was Raquel said oh, that, yeah. right? And that, or no, it was it you that said it. That dude just ran off with your stuff. And like, I we didn't, all just I didn't. They were just like, don't stop, I guess. I, like, I, I didn't I, notice yeah. it. But you guys are like, I, I think that guy just took your Took your god tears. And yeah, I think she mentioned it. We didn't do anything. I don't know why we didn't do anything. Well, I, I mean, I guess we just got it for free, but it's like, I, I, what just happened? <laughs> Dude just runs off. Is Goober Town going to have to yell at somebody? Is Goober yeah, Town right? going to have to chase somebody down? <laughs> Like, are we are we seriously gonna do this? Because like I don't think it's I don't know. roll up your sleeves, Casey. Like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like I feel I'm feeling these emotions, right? Like in the moment, I'm like, we need to do something about this, and it's like, it was literally like we just got this yeah. stuff for free. We barely had it, and yeah. it's not like any of us cared or were going to use it or take it home for anything. Uh, like I did end up throwing the models in my bag. They're still in my bag. I forgot that I even had them. Um, and I, I like was reaching in there for something else and like found one of the models the other day and I was like, Oh yeah, nice. I forgot I put these in there. So yeah, I was like looking for a battery for my camera or something that got lost. But, um, yeah, it was such a weird thing to have happen though. Just Goober town gets robbed at Adepticon. Like there's your video. You know what? Um, I'm not doing it. That's, that's way more effort than it took to acquire those models or get robbed of those models which to make is, a video. Which is why, but, why you should yeah, do it. Yeah. That's a hundred percent the reason <laughs> I'm in fact, maybe this episode should be called that Goober town gets robbed. At a death account. Neither of us even remember what <laughs> happened. Like we <laughs> no, like somebody grabbed the box Look, and then we're all like, I guess he's the, taking it. I don't know. The important thing is the, the, yeah. the thief in question, uh, who I wish mm. only the best to, if you're, if you're listening, Hey, I mean, you, yeah, you know where you got those demons from there. and like uh, all right it's funny this once you, you get one pass you, you one pass yeah so, but, if you are the guy that robbed Goober luckily Town, like you yeah tell let's let's that. not make this a repeat thing like let's let's not make like yeah. stealing for me a tradition at, at conventions <laughs> or like yeah, last this, year this i got is, his wallet this is not like a punch <laughs> card kind of thing no no this is <laughs> 
you don't get your scouts badge from like stealing stuff from Brent at conventions, but no, but no, you don't. I want to point out that the 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 thief, the big bad thief, did did not get the uh, Victoria miniature that was also in that swag bag. That made it <laughs> home safe, which I am very happy That's about. True. So, yes, yes, the Victoria miniature. Now we did miss out a little bit on there was a there was a gambit, a Marvel Pri- Crisis Protocol That's gambit. That's true. That was not in our freebie bags that they handed out. So, Some other people got that. That yeah. actually, man, if I was going to get into Crisis Protocol. The the X Men's and the colors that I remember points. from yeah. that like 1990 cartoon. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what that's what he looks like. Yeah, too. exactly. Like exactly. Flinging those yeah. cars. He got the the pink, you know, mm-hmm. lightning, whatever coming. out. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that yellow and black I mean, spandex Wolverine. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh, and it is like the only way I think about Wolverine, right? Right. All right. It's the only only proper way to. Yeah. All right. So, so, so we got a few free things from just extra swag bags at Adapticon. Yeah, yeah. And and it was interesting. So, so like that, just that overflowing amount of God tiers and Dominion boxes. Like, okay, well, let's see if that makes the game more popular or less popular. Like it. it you know, yeah. Kind of, in some ways, it kind of cheapens it. Just like hey, you want, you want this God tier. I don't know. Like. For, weirdly for god tier i think it hurts it for me although i did yeah. play a demo of it and i didn't particularly care for it yeah. like it was just the models bad. are okay they're, like, they're pvc okay. they're like single piece or at least they're pre-assembled pvc models they're, they're pre-assembled yeah um yeah. And they're okay they're, they're not i mean they're not amazing they're yeah. okay they're fine they're fine they're fine yeah they're fine um they can like, be painted up to look well. I don't. Was fine. You know, they can be painted up to look nice. I'm not super inspired to do that myself, but it's <laughs> a possibility. Yeah, I, I I think they've made better models. I think this game is more based around the game itself, and like you buy a pack for thirty bucks or whatever. Here's your warband, and you play the game. You get some cards. Sure. Um, it feels more like that where they're actually trying to sell this game and it's not necessarily like a model hall like uh, Dark Souls or, or um, Horizon was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bard Song, same company for all this stuff. Um, Steamforged. Um, like Bard Song looks more like a model friendly. I want to paint those and play the game, but I don't know much about that yet. That's I'm looking forward to figuring that stuff out, but yeah. Um... I guess we could talk about the fanny pack situation. Go for it. Because we were, that was the whole idea, right? Like, uh, we were getting all this stuff, but we were filming this fanny pack sequence. We, we, uh, for April Fool's, you know, we, we put out videos, um, seeing how many space marines could fit in a fanny pack. We thought it was pretty funny. Some people didn't, but I don't really care. I thought it was funny. Um, well, we filmed a lot of that with our fanny packs around the convention, like in, in different weird places. Um, so that's kind of what we were doing there. And I thought that was pretty great. Um, how many, I don't even know how many space rooms you fit in yours. You had a bigger fanny pack than I did. It wasn't, it wasn't particularly bigger. It's not a big fanny pack. I got 71 in mine, but I did not have bases on my space marines, but there okay. were primaries. Okay. Primaris fully assembled, no bases. 71 no problem Very good. got some heavy no intercessors problem. in there you got some had yeah. some like eradicators they were they, they were it's not like they were even okay. the smallest primaries okay. yeah yeah see i just i put all the same like intercessors in there mm-hmm. but they had bases 
Some mm. of them were even painted. Mm. Only only got twenty nine. But then I just told everybody that you cheated, and that's how that happened. So yeah, I got a lot of people coming over from your video saying that I cheated. So good, good, <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, as it should. Well, be. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll try harder next time, next year. Uh, every every April Fools, what? we got to put out a stupid video stupid as video. is tradition, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we'll. Only goes downhill from here. I mean, it's certainly not going to be more creative than this one, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Like this one, the stupid thing about about these fanny pack videos, though, is that we might have even mentioned it on this podcast like eight or nine months ago. I know that's how the idea came about. We were talking about fanny packs, and then it was either after the episode or during an episode that we're like, April Fools this year because we missed out the first like three years that we did YouTube we didn't bother yeah I, I kept year, forgetting though, that's gonna happen right and we're gonna do this thing and we actually followed through I'm super surprised I'm impressed I did not think it was actually gonna you know come back around and we were gonna remember let alone actually make hilarious ass fanny pack videos heck yeah heck yeah that only that only get like a few views worth <laughs> worth Oh yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I, I have a I have a hot tip. Okay, do it. All right, might as well since it's you know the end ish <laughs> latter half of the podcast wrapping up here. Yeah, yeah. I gotta talk about a little bit of painting. You know, paint bravely. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. So my hot tip, um, which only applies to maybe fifteen percent of you. Is if you're airbrushing, because I've been I've been noticing some stuff about airbrushing lately. Um, it's all about that real estate, right? And it's like it's something that you may have already been thinking about. I'm not talking houses, brands, fine. Real estate on your model, on your mini, right? So you start with your kind of base layer, right? You you do your base coats with your airbrush. You're like that looks pretty good, right? And then you start to do something like highlight up, and Maybe you do it like zenithly or something from the top down and you kind of start covering your model. Well, how much should you cover with a zenithal highlight, right? Like if you're doing black to white a lot because you really don't want a stark contrast. But if you're doing color steps, you do need to leave like a good amount of that showing. I'd say like 50%, right? So it's like 100% base coat, 50% coverage on your middle coat. And then for a highlight, I would go like straight. 10, 15% coverage and only in select spot areas. It's just a weird thing I've been noticing is that when you, when you cover too much with each of your like subsequent layers on an airbrush, you start to lose the whole point of using the airbrush. So you got to be mindful of that real estate, right? Like how much space am I taking up with each coat? So I don't know. It's just been on my mind and uh, a hot tip I feel like is relevant to uh, what I'm doing currently and may help you. Yeah. So, yeah. So remember your highlights are just highlights and don't totally cover everything right. you put on there right. already. Yeah. You're now, saying? You know, it applies as a same as a paintbrush, but, but, you hmm. know, I've specifically been dealing with this as a, an airbrush problem. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just let Some, those colors show. Something to ponder. Let them show. Something to ponder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. That's good. I like that. 
What else did we do at Adepticon? You know, I walked around the, the gaming area of people playing, and the best-looking boards in the in kind of the free-play area were the Infinity boards. The, yeah, the terrain on those boards was amazing. I, I don't know how they farmed out the responsibility for making boards, <laughs> but, like, each each of the play areas had a different theme, and it was built up with a ton of awesome terrain, and it was brightly colored, and they had neon lights and LEDs, and every single board was different and awesome looking, and made me more interested in the game Infinity. So, some of those models are um, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and they're they're coming out with a fantasy version. Yes. Uh, War yes. Crow. Is it? Is it yeah. really called that? Yeah. Not War Cry. Right. <laughs> I, I finally got I, I, I got caught that. up with uh, Life After the Cover Save, and we're we're mirroring their conversation right now. But Ed, Are you Ed just lost it. it. Ed, Ed just lost it at War Crow. It's it's called War Crow, oh and he just, he just lost it. So Life I After the like Cover that. Save, the comedy energy, gaming yeah. podcast. <laughs> Holy crap! No, I mean it, you, I did not. It's know a that. fantasy skirmish game called that. War. Crow. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's the stupidest ass thing I've ever heard, man. I cannot and believe it. Like, how do they get away with they that? They call a game For called real? Shade like, Spore. You... Yeah. <laughs> Shade Spore. It's about the fungus and spores and shit in, you know, this, this shady land. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's the same game, right? It's the same game. Yeah. Skill team? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Skill team's a little bit like <laughs> right on the nose, right? Yeah. Like it's just adding a letter. Yeah. All right. Like, good job, guys. Corvus belly. Right, well, I feel like Corvus has a root word of crow in there, maybe. So I think I think there's a little bit like war crow. Like they they can kind of get away with it. But it is no, funny. They can't. It, it is funny. It's super it's dumb. funny. It's funny. It's funny. I mean, it's yeah. very funny. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know now. I mean, I was really kind of excited there for a little bit. Like, because well, the name right. ruined the, it for the you. The name makes it better. The... No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, I will just play Warcry. I don't need your stupid ass Warcrow, you rip off jackass. Like, come on. Hey, hey go easy. Go easy. Let's, let's, let's give it a chance. Like... Give it a chance. They didn't even give it a chance. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, getting all of my information from life after the cover save here, so I am entirely so, relying on Blake <laughs> correctly remembering the name of this game. Well, so, uh, if that's the case, then this game might not be called. This that. game may not be called Warcrow. Um, in, in which case, yeah. But I'm sorry, <laughs> Corvus Belli uh, is coming oh, out with man. a fantasy skirmish style game. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they confirmed this, but uh, they're also moving some of their figures oh, yeah. away from metal and towards CoCast. And they did confirm. We're going to be talking more about CoCast later, but we had we had fun at the CoCast booth of the injection molding plastic. So we did. Which uh, there's a lot to unpack in that. Probably not necessarily for this episode. We talked I about think... some of it last time and like the time before. We did a little bit, and uh, and I plan point. on making a video about it. Kind of soon. It's also so, true. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. Point. Right. So probably not the best place to uh, to talk about that again, <laughs> even though it's uh, 
pretty fascinating. Yeah. What else? Pretty fascinating. Oh, Adepticon has a bits vendor, and there's bits do have a bits not vendor. not great prices. It's kind of like it's kind of like eBay. It's like all all this used stuff, and they have boxes of you got your orc box and your dwarf box and your tau box, and you got your space wolf mm-hmm. box, and they've just got all these giant Tupperware boxes full of little baggies with like price tags written on them, and and bits or full models in there, and yeah. Uh, the Adepticon Bits Vendor Station, honestly, the prices are not great, but the fun is just digging around and checking yeah. out all the cool stuff and and it being very much uh, an eBay on demand of just a, a giant used marketplace that's that's right there. And uh, yeah. yeah, we went there a couple of nights, uh, a, a couple of times like late at night when there wasn't much of a crowd. And so it was really late, so... There wasn't much of a crowd, and also because it was really late, we were really focused, I would say. I'd say, like, it was late, focused. so we were really focused late at night. And we just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, because when we went, we were able to just, like, really, really get entranced by by digging through these bins. and That's a good way to put it. And I don't know why, but uh, I got really into... <laughs> just looking for for specific bits so there's there was a deal oh, you could man. fill up you could fill up a cup of bits for ten dollars there's just like a, a random a random bits mm-hmm. bin and i was just digging through and i was going for space marine hunter killer missiles and space marine legs and i'm telling because that's like the the limiting reagent like you uh <laughs> you buy a multi-pack to make more yeah. Space Marines. You buy a multi-pack <laughs> of Space Marines, and yeah, you got a couple extra left arms, a couple extra right arms, a couple extra heads, shoulder pads, but you need the yeah. legs, and you need the chest. I'm telling you, I picked out some of those and put those in my cup, and um, feel feel pretty you, happy about that. This dude was sitting over a bin of bits, like a very large bin of bits for like an hour looking for these parts meanwhile ten dollars well spent <laughs> right exactly like for you to go through nope and then another one nope Ooh, hunter killer missile i'm gonna put that in my mug <laughs> berserker works good. bill the whole time was like hey yeah, do you yeah. want this bit he'd just pick do up a random bit? bit like hey nope. do you want this one like Wait, I got my system here, Bill. I get out of here. (laughs) Straight up, you know what it reminded me of? And this is this is a deep, deep cut. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Uh, uh, UHF. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a no. You were drinking water though. Yeah, Uh, I don't think I have. Like I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I've actually seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the weird Ali Yankovic movie Mm. from like Uh, the the early '90s. Yeah, yeah. Fan. Fantastic movie, like honestly, um, I don't know. I grew up with it. It's still funny today. Like it's very funny, right? Um, it feels a lot like like a Naked Gun movie, kind of. Um, just has all that weird slapstick stuff, it's like very airplane. You know, it's good, like Leslie Nielsen mm-hmm. old timey stuff. Um, but there's a part in it where they're like walking past this park bench, and it's just this random off scene, right? And there's a, a blind guy sitting on the park bench, like doing a Rubik's cube, and he flips one side of it, and then he like holds it out, and there's this like dude who's like this homeless drunk guy, and he looks at the Rubik's cube and just goes, 
nope. And then the dude takes it back, changes it again, <laughs> nope. And it just like continues back and forth. And that's like just a straight scene in that movie is so good. <laughs> but that's a hundred percent what that reminded me of. Casey was very was patient as box. I filled up my cup of bits <laughs> and it was a very late night and we missed a business meeting in the morning. It so... was straight up four thirty in the morning. Okay. <laughs> like we had a call at like nine o'clock, right? So no, that wasn't happening. Um, no, what I was doing, besides just watching you go through this bits bin, I didn't buy any models, by the way, which is the most ridiculous thing. It was way too expensive. Um, the only thing that was actually technically worth buying on like an eBay level, like that I, I generally like to do, um, I convinced Eric from Eric's Hobby Workshop to buy. Uh, he bought two Titans, Forge World Titans, for less than half. MSRP, which is a very good deal. No rule books or no instructions, nothing. And not that they're super hard to put together, but it's just a couple of bags of Titans, like Warhounds. Uh, and I mean, they're big, they're nice. But yeah, he was like, he was all about that. And he was going back and forth about it. And I'm just like, no, man, you got to do it. You got to do this. Uh, and he did. He, he spent a lot of money. <laughs> He bought both of them. And the next day, people were already talking about, like, why is the Bits place open 24 hours a day? And they're like, this is why. Because randomly at 4.30 in the morning, somebody came and bought both of these Titans. <laughs> yeah. So it was a good time at the Bits place at 4 in the morning. Like, we had a good time. Um, I do wish I, I had bought something, but man, I just couldn't. I couldn't get over the the prices, unfortunately. Yeah. You like to move in on eBay deals where it's like half MSRP, but a lot of those prices were yeah. like eighty percent of MSRP. So right yeah, for yeah. like not well put together or well painted models, and most of them were like I would be stripping these. And yeah. they're like, oh, we painted these for tournaments and did this. And it's like, I get if you need that unit for the tournament, you're like, oh, man, like I didn't bring this unit and it's a hundred dollars. Well, it's painted. I can play with it. Yeah. Buy it. Go and do your thing. Like, I feel like that's more what it's geared towards. Yeah, they had they had like yeah. racks of actual complete units that were painted. They also had bins mm -hmm. of full of plastic bags. Um, you know, I think. Uh, if we wanted to just do a little bit of painting late at night or something, you, it would be kind of mm -hmm, fun mm -hmm. to buy like one model from from one of those bins. Sure, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's true. Like they had the the metal dwarf bin, which is just you go in there, you get a troll slayer. You go in there, you get a thunderer or an iron breaker or something. That's very true. That's a that's a night of fun right there for for like yeah. four bucks for one of those old metal dwarfs, which. Again, it's not a great mm -hmm. deal, but it's a it's a fun old model, a little bit of inspiration, blast from the past, and uh, yeah. But I mean, I think if you were building, they like they had they actually had squats. Uh, Eric bought the entire bin of squats, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. And then they just announced squats <laughs> like a couple days ago. <laughs> He's like, dude, these squats are here. You didn't pick up on those squats, and I'm like, no, man. If I'm gonna do squats, either they're gonna come out or I'm gonna make them with these other models. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> they totally did. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it was a good time. So we had fun at Adepticon, and uh, thank you for going on this journey with us, whether you were there or not. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, if you were there and you said hi again, thank you very much. Thank you. And we'll definitely see you next year. I mean, that's that's a given, I think. I'll try to go back next or, year for uh, sure. Potentially, potentially at Gen Con this year. Oh, yeah. I'm still 50-50 on whether or not I'm going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, anyways... Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you. Talk to you next time. <laughs>